What's up and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app along with Courtney Cronin in for Cap. I'm Jay Hood. Thanks so much for being with us here on this Tuesday morning. Open phone lines for you. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number still to come on Cap and Jay Hood. Oh, on this Valentine's Day, we have our Valentine's Day gift list. Oh, we have it for you. If you're into Valentine's Day, and you should be, 935, we have something special for you with the gift list for Valentine's Day. All part of the mix right here on Cap and J. Hood. So the question still stands based on what we saw at the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes because in that same draft that Mahomes was in, Mitchell Trubisky was in. My thoughts on Trubisky at the time was he's only had what, maybe 12, 13 starts in North Carolina. And I watched a couple of games, Courtney. I thought, boy, that guy is kind of fast out of the pocket. But I didn't think that much of Trubisky to think that he'd be in, in the top five in the draft that year. I didn't think that much of him. I thought raw talent, can run out of the pocket, look at the competition he's taking on. Okay. I saw Patrick Mahomes, and I thought, boy, wild Bronco. He's all over the place. He's just trying to get the ball down the field. But he's got legs, and he's got wheels. He could be able to move around. I thought, boy, that's pretty special. So and I see both of those quarterbacks, and you see it now. Obviously, you want to have the guy that's on the precipice of being a top-three quarterback all time in Mahomes. But what would Mahomes be with the Bears? A goof with a Bears hat, based on this organization, the way it was built. Seriously, I mean, no. as, as much as I love the talent, it's about the structure. This is why when I say Philadelphia and Cap says I like Kansas City, I can understand why you'd say that. Look at how they've been able to build around Reed, around their, their structure, and look at their talent. With the Bears, what would Mahomes look like in a Bears uniform? I think you go back to that 2017 year and realizing the structure within the coaching staff with John Fox and, you know, how would he have run him into the ground? Would he he have known what to do with a Ferrari in the making? And you go back to Mahomes' first year in Kansas City. That wouldn't have applied here. I I know that, you know, we, we... we look at this and say Alex Smith trained Patrick Mahomes behind the scenes to take his job, and you can't like understate how important that is to have a veteran to learn from, even if it's for one year before you take over. And he didn't show any signs of I need to grow into this t- when he took over. Who would you know? He would have been taken over for what? Cutler? Cutler would have been yeah. the one to train him. Do you think that would have gone over well? Not Jay. No, no absolutely like, not. And and that's why. I would wonder, because of course you can look at this, and we need to throw, given everything that happened off the field, like put that aside for the sake of this argument, you've got to put Deshaun Watson in that mix too, because that was another quarterback that the Bears passed over in that 2017 draft, and who knows what he would have looked like in the system. I know there was the talk around him and, and why he might have fallen just about how like thin, I guess, his lower body was, and people were worried about durability concerns. But the leadership That's, in college at yes, Clemson, at Clemson told, was there. It, it told me that he could have been the number one pick. Yes. He had that type of talent. He had that kind of momentum. So I liked Deshaun Watson out of college. No, I did, I did too. And, mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes, to your point of in this air raid system at Texas Tech and you know throwing the ball all over the place, needing to rein some of that control in, I don't know that he would have gotten that guidance to do it in Chicago. I really don't mm-hmm. because we're trying to project this out knowing the logic of Ryan Poles is here now. It appears to be a competent structure in an organization that is going in the right direction. Back in 17, when he was drafted, that was not the case. So the question is, uh, the thoughts about Chicago sports and whether or not this is, how do you have it, Shay, when we're talking about Chicago sports, 
you know, whether or not this is the worst of all time, right? It's the the worst non-choice. Yeah, to me, it's as a young gun, you passed on Mahomes and you took Trubisky. And that's the lens we've always looked at that draft. To me now, that's become, it has to be the worst move in Chicago sports history. You had Mahomes available. We know based on reporting a week ago that Mahomes was talking to the Bears and under the impression that if they were there, he would be the selection. And here we are. Mahomes is a chief. And I got to tell you, like, the idea that just because he would come here, he would have been ruined. And What were the Chiefs in 2017? They were a team that hadn't won in 50 years. They were a team that, in their most recent playoff appearance, I believe, they had a 38-10 to lead on the Colts and blew the game. Yeah. They had a coach in Andy Reid who was not the guy he is now. He was the guy who can't win the big game, who can't win in the playoffs, who doesn't execute when the lights get bright. Like, they weren't a whole lot different. Everybody talks about the Mahomes would have come here. He would have been ruined because it's the Bears. The Chiefs in 2017 were not much different. Well, let me just tell you, because of my experience as a Chicago sports fan, I will tell you that if you're going to break a, a solid player, usually they're broken here in Chicago, especially at the skill position. There's no doubt. When you have former wide receivers and quarterbacks that say quarterbacks come to Chicago to die, there's a reason. Because they get broken here. Because of the ineptitude, it starts from the front office. It's one thing to, to underachieve, Courtney, on the field. But when you underachieve in the front office, when you're not supplying the right talent around the skill position players that, you are, uh, that you're targeting, you get what you get. You get underachievement. You get, you get teams that are disgruntled. And this is what I saw with the Chicago Bears. Yes, I can, I can clearly say that based on how, how the Bears were, during that time, I'm not sure what they would have done with Patrick Mahomes. Not saying that he'd be a bust. What I'm saying is is that the Bears have never had a quarterback that is dynamic. So when you have one, what do you do with them? Like Patrick Mahomes, what would they do? John Fox? They'd run the football exclusively if John Fox was there. It'd be defensive running the football. We wouldn't see the, the magic from Patrick Mahomes under the John Fox regime. We would not. We wouldn't do it. I mean, look at the wide receiver depth chart that year. Cam Meredith. Kevin White, Victor Cruz, Marcus Wheaton. Like, this was, and I'm not at all saying back in 2017 when he, remember, he didn't play really until 2018. That was still Alex Smith's team Mm -hmm. when Patrick Mahomes got there. But the weapons wouldn't have been there. I think it would have been more of an indictment on the front office about not knowing how to handle a Patrick Mahomes when he got here versus Mahomes can't overcome the talent deficiencies around him. I mean, you you saw how Justin Fields did that in moments last year, so yeah. that's a good sign for the future. But I'm not so sure that it would have just been this easy snap of your fingers. You have a generational talent in Patrick Mahomes. You haven't given him the keys to the kingdom yet, but you can have him learn under Mike Glennon. You well, can have him learn with Mark Sanchez right. on the bench. Right. No. And that's, he that's, may have been a day one starter had they taken him. I mean, that it, that may have been the situation. You would have done it because they would have been smart. The Bears? I Maybe can't, not. I, I, well, no, I'm just saying, like, you think the Bears would have done that? I don't know. Like, my thing with Mahomes the, the is... The answer is no. They wouldn't have. But I feel like with Mahomes, he's, he's a guy who's franchise-proof. Like... I think there's some truth to the argument that Tom Brady had to go to New England. The situation had to be correct. Mahomes, I feel like he could have parachuted in anywhere, and he would have been this guy. Now, with this Bears team, it, now, the conventional wisdom, yes, Jay, you are correct. But again, because of the way the Bears operate, it would have been kind of the Kansas City situation. Same thing with Nagy, right? Mahomes would have had to sit behind some veteran that you just named there. And in, had, in Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. And Alex Smith. And, yeah. But if he's with the Bears, it would be the same thing. He'd sit behind a veteran first. That's what I think. I don't disagree with that. 
like you just named Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon. Mark Sanchez was here. How do I know? They, they parted ways with, to correct myself, they parted ways with Cutler after 16. Yeah. So then it was the, the, the mishmash group that they had in 17 when Trubisky was forced into becoming a starter five or six games in. Yes. And who was the starter? Mike Glennon. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that whole system was in place. Let the veteran teach the young guy instead of just putting a young guy out there first. So there you have it. So I think that you're correct. When we ask the question, has passing on Mahomes for Trubisky become the worst move in Chicago sports history? It does start with the breaking up of the Bulls. They should have won a four straight title in 1999. And because we saw on the last dance, because egos got in the way and credit wasn't given to certain people within that organization for building it, they decided to dismantle it a year ahead of time. The Spurs shouldn't have won in, two th- in 1999. And I think everybody knows that. That is correct. I, I think that it's probably the most egregious in my lifetime because it was all egos. And this is on the record egos, too. Captain remembers this way better than I do. Just when Jerry Krause calls a radio station and says, uh, give me a few minutes, I need to talk about Phil Jackson. And Cap says, all right, well, what do you want to talk about? He's like, just so you know, the Bulls can go 82-0. and 0. Phil Jackson will not return next year. Like, who says that on the record? He said it on the record. Everybody was in your face back then. It wasn't conjecture, rumor, innuendo. Those Bulls players and the front office would tell you, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. If we win this championship, we're all leaving. Like, who says it on the record? Usually, not today in 2023, there's reports, there's thoughts out there. No, they're telling you with an open mic what's going on. That's how it was back then. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. So, to me, I would agree with you that that is the pinnacle. It goes on to, you know, maybe that's personal, maybe it's true. Just the Blackhawks trading Chris Chelios in 99, um, the signing of Ben Wallace, the trading, for, uh, uh, not having LaMarcus Aldridge on this team. That's a John Paxson era. Uh, the same thing with Ben Wallace, with him being a piston. It was just weird for him to be here. He couldn't score, but he was a great defensive player and shot blocker, but it, that didn't work out, work out. Ossie Newsom became a Hall of Famer. Of course, he was a, Bears, a Bear first back in 1970, I believe. The Bears traded a first and a fourth for Mike Phipps, the quarterback, because they were looking for their next quarterback. Ossie Newsom was supposed to be a Bear, and he becomes uh, a Hall of Famer uh, someplace else. So there's a lot of examples of this. And, of course, Cup fans, you know the ultimate one with Brock Verbrolio. Uh, you know that one. That still sticks in the craw of a lot of people over the years that the, that the Chicago Cubs could have had a Hall of Famer all-time great Lou Brock, and that was not the case. Got Brolio instead. So there's so many examples over the years and the decades about Chicago sports. And so Courtney and I want to find out from you. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. Has passing on Mahomes for Trubisky become the worst move in Chicago sports history? What are the worst decisions by a Chicago sports team? You give us a choice. We'll see if it matches Mahomes and Trubisky. If we had that as one of the top ones, give us the worst decision made ever by a Chicago sports team. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Welcome back to Captain Jay Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Has passing on Mahomes for Trubisky become the worst move in Chicago sports history? And what are the worst decisions by a Chicago sports team? Courtney Cronin and I are talking about it here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. So I would agree with you, Courtney, that the breaking up the Bulls, I mean, that's, that's an all-timer. 
it's almost like that is emeritus will just put this over here that like that's the ultimate and so because it's recent and it's big in our minds now what Mahomes is doing how in the same draft the Bears could have had him so that's a, a pretty much of a non-move. They looked at Trubisky and said, this is going to be the guy. We're going to trade up to get him. And then you see what he's become. He's a, he's a journeyman right now at the quarterback position. It's what he is. He had full autonomy, had an opportunity to really turn that narrative around with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Tomlin says, standard is a standard. Go ahead, do your thing. And then he saw after a few games, yeah, you're just a guy. That's it. That's what he is. And that's, I think, what you expect, knowing where he came from, knowing the lack of experience he had as a starting quarterback in college. And, you know, we can't rewrite history. Patrick Mahomes was still a, had a lot of questions about him. He wasn't this generational talent, or at least perceived generational talent coming out of college. But did we think he could be really, really good? Of course. Mm-hmm. Do we think he'd be the best quarterback of this generation? No. But... There were more question marks on Trubisky, and it felt like the Bears at that time, and this comes from my perspective of covering the 49ers, were trying to outsmart everybody in the room when, in fact, they shot themselves in the foot by going for the reach when there was a more sure bet going either to Sean Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And they try to say, no, 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 our evaluation, our evaluation on this guy is what's going to make him a star. And very clearly, they didn't have the infrastructure in place to make that happen. So we're getting your calls in here at 312-332-3776. Let's get your thoughts in here as we go to Portage Park. Here's Al, who leads us off in our 9 o'clock hour here on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Al. Hey, good morning, folks. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, so I've been a, a big Chiefs fan for a long, long time, and um, I, you know, I just want to. This is not a defense of the Bears because I don't think they're, they're they should be defended over their last quarter century. But you know, Kansas City really benefited with picking a talent like Patrick Mahomes. They were a twelve and four team when Mahomes joined the team, and then he sat that first year. They went ten and six, and then he took over as a starter. So. I don't think it happens much in the NFL where you got a talent like that at quarterback picked pretty high that joins a team that's already pretty good. By the way, I didn't know you were a Chiefs fan. Congratulations, brother. Oh, thanks so much. I mean, I've been a fan for a long time. I, right now it's beautiful to be a Chiefs fan. It's what a nice window of winning they've had. But, yeah, I mean, I suffered through a lot of bad playoff losses and a lot of almost and close calls and, and all that. So, um, yeah, but they just, you know, big benefit for the Chiefs that uh, they were able to draft a talent like Patrick Mahomes Man. on a team that was already good. I mean, can we think of an uh, example of something like that happening with a you know, first-round draft pick, high pick, joining a team with a big record like that? You mean like Chicago? No. <laughs> <laughs> Al, we appreciate your phone call, and congratulations to your open window through 2030. Man, that's, that's where you're going right now. Outstanding. Al, we appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open, 312-332-3776. Crystal Lake, here's Jim on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Jim. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, so uh, I hate to bring this up. I, I, I got to say, Trubisky, I, 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 that, that's, a, that's a no-brainer. But if you want to dive a little deeper, um, I think that whole debacle with the Blackhawks and the decisions that went on there by you know, sweeping that under the rug and letting that go, go you know, by the wayside, until it escalated to what it is. I think that's the biggest debacle in Chicago sports history. Certainly a very dark period because think about it, Jim, how much we were celebrating. The Blackhawks were taking over this town, the three Stanley Cup championships, Quinville, everything else. And then we see what happens with this franchise where 
that that story, and I can I remember like as yesterday, Cap and I were talking about it and just discussed it how we were to be able to talk about that and just sadden by the Hawks. And I know they're trying to turn the page now, but it's going to take some time for some healing. I think for everybody around that organization. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm not a, I'm not a hockey fan, uh, not nearly as much as I am, you know, a baseball, football, basketball fan. But that was uh, you know that was gut wrenching, you know, even to people who aren't even fans of the sport. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jim, we appreciate your phone call. And they, Correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm not the biggest Blackhawks fan, but they're still holding on to pieces from... Does it feel like they really haven't truly blown up the whole thing? Taves and Kane are still around. Yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, they haven't been traded yet, last I checked. Like, shouldn't, shouldn't that have been a clean slate on top of everything else, of moving on from people in the front office, the coaching staff, all that, like to truly, and I know that the, that they weren't implicated in anything, but just to, to really give yourself a clean slate instead of this one foot in, one foot out approach that they've taken? Those players that were part of that championship team knew what was going on. And I'm thinking that if I'm the Blackhawks, even though Taves and Kane are just holding on to the rug, mm-hmm. they don't want to leave, they don't want to I think that uh, you do what you can to be able to clean that slate. You have Blackhawks players there where where was going on uh, and uh, still with the team. Mm-hmm. So it's a choice by the Blackhawks. Uh, but here's the thing. like As much as Taves and Kane are going to the Hall of Fame and they're going to be all-time greats, that dark stain still looms on the west side. Mm-hmm. Still, it's still there. But the hope is, is that they can be able to move past it and be able to reimagine this franchise in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make one point to what Al, our caller, our Chiefs fan caller, had said. Yeah. You know, of teams that were in prime position when they had they had made the pick to get a quarterback. I mean, Jalen Hurts didn't exactly go to a bad spot in Philly. They were 9-7. Yeah. and seven. They won the NFC East in 2019. And then they drafted him the following year. That's the year that they fell off the cliff when they were 4-11. and 11. But it's... It is a unique situation where, but a lot of times that's cap planning. That's that's draft capital planning because you're thinking about when you're making these trades, and this is something the Bears can do this year too. If it's Indy, if it's if it's Houston, if it's Carolina, when I get that future 2024 first round pick, where am I going to be drafting? Am I going to be drafting high enough that? I can get a game-changing player because I'm expecting a team that I'm doing business with it's going to be terrible again. Like That's what the Eagles were doing here when they ended up pulling off some of these trades. And you think about the fact that they can continue to reload. Look at the pick that, they just, that, they're, that they're going to have to work with um, because of the A.J. Brown trade. And then the New Orleans trade, too. They've got another pick in the top, top 10, top 11. Top, so yeah. that's how you do it. That's how you end up having a team that might be 11 and 5, 12 and 4, picking high up in the draft to get a quarterback because they did the right planning to get to that point, to not just be thinking about in the short term, but also what does that next future first-round pick yield? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. If we have Mahomes and Trubisky as a baseline, what is the worst um, move or non-move by a Chicago sports team as we go to Wally in Tiddley Park on Cap and J. Hood? Good morning, Wally. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? We're well, thank you. Hey, so, all right, so... Patrick Mahomes and Trubisky, my Chicago Bulls version of that is Kobe Bryant for Lou Aldang. That trade that never went through. We could have had another Michael Jordan here in Chicago, and they had the chance to evaluate these players while they were on the pro basketball floor instead of on a college floor. So that's why that evaluation maybe fell apart. But we already had tape on Kobe, and 
had tape on Lou all day, and we still, you know, flopped that trade. Well, I, it, I, it, well, you guys could... well, well, here's the thing. It wasn't one for one, because that would sound ridiculous. It wasn't one for one. But Kobe Bryant was on with Sean Salisbury and yours truly. And this is um, post-Colorado when uh, Kobe was doing sports radio hits, which was like out of out of character, but he had to try to uh, reshape his image by talking to talking out what his problems were and his thoughts about the Lakers. And I asked him, I said, Kobe, had you ever had interest in going playing anywhere else beside Los Angeles? He says, yeah, Chicago, because I brought my wife and my family here and we're looking at schools. And I, we had this thought that, yeah, is a possibility for me to come to the Bulls. That was a real thing mm-hmm. because he had a problem with the Lakers organization. He's He's, you know, he stood with the Lakers, obviously, because history will tell you that. But he was seriously interested in playing with the Bulls. And I, my heart sunk because I'm like, could you imagine Kobe Bryant in a Bulls uniform? Now, that's not that's not Mahomes to the Bears. That's just Kobe being great in a Bulls uniform. How awesome would they have been? And thinking about the other moves that were made around that time, too, would those have happened? Would some of the trades, the trading, you know, not being able to hold on to Ron Artest, Brad Miller, like that was two years after the perceived time that he would have been here, right? Yeah. Would those things have happened? I I don't know. I, I just. It's a domino effect that you have to, like, when you start, like, playing revisionist history about. If he would have come here, what would he have been? What would the team have been in those post-Jordan years uh, after 1999 and moving on beyond that? Is is it the same? Is it say, like the same where it just like you have a great player on a middling franchise that is trying to make yesteryear happen, but it can't? Or would these same trades that you know when the players were here, like Brad Miller, like um, Ron Artest, would those have happened? Well, here's what it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been uh, Jalen Rose in a Bulls uniform. <laughs> I mean, those post-Jordan time, years, 99, 2000, 2001, lean, lean years. Uh, I mean, just brutal. But Kobe would have re- reignited this franchise. Mm-hmm. And a Bulls game, oh, my God. Peter is on the Eisenhower on ESPN 1000. All right, Pete. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, so, sir. Uh, in the team photo of bad Chicago sports personnel decisions, I think you got to give some consideration to the Cubs' failure to sign Greg Maddox after the Cy Young 1992 season and let him walk. That didn't make any sense, right? I mean, I'm not sure where the Cubs are going uh, at that time. Let's see, division championship in '89 with Zimmer, and then there was a drought between that, like '89 and '98 or '99, somewhere in there. But Greg Maddox was the ace, the ace of aces, and the, again, because of money. They let Maddox walk. Now, Maddox really made his bones with Atlanta, being mm-hmm. part of that great rotation in the 90s. But, my God, you're so right. Imagine him staying with the Cubs. Now, maybe it's, he's the gem around a team that isn't very good, but at least that was a draw to see Maddox pitch once every five days. He was just coming into his own and became great with Atlanta. 312-332-3776, our phone number. More of your phone calls coming up. Also still to come, our Valentine's Day last-minute gift list. Ah, uh, Stay, stay tuned for this. Cannot wait to hear what Shay Norling has as far as the Valentine's Day last-minute gift list. We'll give you that coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Here's today's headlines with Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Chicago. We'll get back to your phone calls momentarily, but a mass shooting at Michigan State University left three dead and five wounded. Police found the gunman, 43-year-old Anthony McRae, 
with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. All the victims were students at the school. The university has canceled all events, including athletics, through Wednesday. The Bulls lost the Orlando Magic uh, at home by the score of 100 to 91. DeMar DeRozan left the game with a nagging hip injury. Billy Donovan said DeRozan took himself out of the game and is weighing load management going forward. Major League Baseball has made some rules changes official for the 2023 season with the extra innings ghost runner becoming permanent in the regular season. Major League Baseball is also implementing a rule that limits when position players can pitch, requiring a team to be leading by 10 runs in the ninth inning or trailing by eight runs to pitch a position player. Jay Moore. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Twenty fifth anniversary celebration is going to take place. It's going to be the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN One Thousand. 25-year history will be in attendance. You don't want to miss this one. Tickets will sell out fast. It's going to take place on Friday, March 24th. Doors open at 11 a.m. Live show goes on between 12 and 6. It's going to be at the House of Blues in downtown Chicago. Purchase tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. 21 or over for the event with a valid ID. Mac, Yurko, and Harry will have their reunion as well. All part of a very special event. Again, it will take place Friday, March 24th. Doors open at 11 a.m. Live show from 12 to 6. Hope that you can be with us. And you can follow along using the hashtag ESPNShy25 for our 25th anniversary. Glad you're with us here on Cap and J Hood. 312-332-3776. Courtney Cronin in with us. Still to come, our Valentine's Day last-minute gift list. You need this, guys. For you, you procrastinators, ladies, guys, we're going to give that to you momentarily here on Cap and J Hood. We're talking about Mahomes and Trubisky. Is that the worst move ever or non-move ever in Chicago sports history? Do you have someone that uh, – we have a lot of examples, by the way, on Twitch – Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago and also on Twitter for the worst. Um, Jay and Pilsen on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Jay. How's it going? What's up? All right. The one I got is uh, the 05 draft when the Chicago Bears took Cedric Benson and had a chance at Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. It's a good one. I didn't think about that. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers in the Bears uniform, what does that look like? Completely different. I mean, for sure the record wouldn't be flipped already, and we probably still have a nice amount of wins over Green Bay and a couple more division championships as well. Are you sure that would happen in a Bears uniform? Are you sure about that? I mean, in the same way how you're saying Mahomes, it could have been different. I think same thing with Aaron. It would probably have been different what, as well. What I said is, is that he'd be a goof in a Bears uniform. That's what I said. I didn't, I didn't. I don't know that Patrick Mahomes would be having two championships in five years with the Bears. I don't know that because of the infrastructure of the organization. It's only fair. I'm only going by history. I have no idea what that would look like. But Courtney made the most salient point. It starts with John Fox. What do you think that looks like? And, <laughs> just, just saying, and back right? then it starts with Jerry Angelo, right? Well, all right. Well, I mean, like. 05? 2005, yeah. Yeah. So you set yourself up at that point. If you get Aaron Rodgers, let's remember too, he didn't start right away. He didn't start for a long time Correct. in Green Bay. So again, you, it's not an apples to apples comparison when you're doing 
revisionist history. Mahomes didn't start right away. Aaron Rodgers, it took him several years under Brett Favre before they were ready to move on. So I think the only thing that you can project out here is that if the 05 draft goes according to to our caller's plan and and being able to get Aaron Rodgers over Cedric Benson, then 2010 doesn't happen. Then you don't have Jay Cutler brought in, and then you don't have – like you. Because if you get the quarterback spot right, that's a decade right there. Yes. Right there. It should be, in theory. And with Mahomes, he's 27 years old. If we're putting him on the Brady track of not even talking rings here, but just talking longevity, he's already won two by 20, 27, has been in the last five AFC championship games. You know, that projects out to where he'll be more than a 10-year investment for you. It's... That's what I would look at with the Rodgers thing, of the stability, because this franchise, as we know, has been through so much quarterback futility. That probably ends it. I'm not saying right away they would have been a team that wins the NFC North. I'd have to go back and look at what the division looked like in 2005. Mm -hmm. But you'd at least have the projection of this is somebody. We don't have to be constantly worried about turnover at the position. Because that's what Ryan Pace was trying to avoid, you know, you can credit him for at least attempting with his Mitchell Trubisky pick because it wasn't like he was trying to you know screw the franchise over and then have to trade up all of this draft capital and give up this year's first-round pick for what he did in 2021. Everybody wants quarterback stability. And if you can solve that, then the next couple drafts or the next 10 years potentially become a lot less cumbersome to go through. So, yeah, that's probably the biggest the, the biggest thing you would have gotten out of that, knowing that you would have been set at the quarterback spot if we can take what Aaron Rodgers has done in Green Bay and apply it down here for 20 years. In 2005, by the way, Alex Smith was uh, chosen first, and then you had to go all the way down to 24 where Aaron Rodgers was che- was taken. So the 2005 was bereft of like quality quarterbacks. You only had Alex Smith and uh, Aaron Rodgers in that first round. Mm-hmm. That's all you had. The rest of it was... Ronnie Brown, Braylon Edwards at wide receiver, and Cedric Benson taken fourth by the Bears. It's our Valentine's Day last-minute uh, gift list. Now, here's the thing. I took care of that yesterday, Shay Norling. I got uh, Peacock. Uh, everything that she needed for Valentine's Day, we're going to go out tonight on a school night. As we can say here, work night. Uh, we'll be wrapping up probably around 8.30 or 9. So I took care of that yesterday. I've tried not to do this at the last minute, but Monday I thought, Okay, at least I'm not going in there Tuesday rushing in at some place. I took care of it uh, Monday, so we're all taken care of. But you, sir, have a last-minute gift list for Valentine's Day. Yeah, for all the lazy-ass guys, hey. the scumbags out there that are driving around Tuesday morning, a little hungover after the Super Bowl, thinking, oh, my God, it's Valentine's Day today, and I haven't taken care of business. Well, I've combed the lists. I've found the products. Uh, Courtney, I'm happy to have you here. You can weigh in on some of these. Yes. Tell us okay. if these are good ideas for the lazy-ass men out there. Yeah, so there are no lazy-ass women, just men, right? That's right. Listen, okay. my wife will tell me. Okay. It's only the men who are so lazy. And you you bought into that? Uh, well, she's right. Whether she's right or wrong, she's right. Uh, go ahead. All right, scented candles I've seen on every single list as the last-minute, last-resort Valentine's gift. I'm kind of bored with it, to be quite honest. you have any? Yes, but like I'm a particular scent person. If you just buy any sort of scented candle, I might not burn it because I'm so sensitive to like certain smells. If it's Bayberry or anything that's like super potent, that's a one-way ticket to a migraine. So unless you know what what scent your your Valentine wants, maybe, but I kind of it just kind of feels like a half-assed effort. I like the idea that there's a scent called Bayberry. Hey, Bay. 
Barry? That's outstanding. <laughs> I think my lady would like that. Hey, Bay, Barry, would you like that? Do you, do you have a certain... So what do you like? Scent-wise? Yeah. Fresh and clean. Like with the perfumes from my... like a laundry. <laughs> she, she wants linen. <laughs> right out of the laundry. So I, I frankly, I don't like the linen smelling candles. It's too strong because uh-huh. it smells like fake, like fresh out of the laundry. Granted, I use all clear and free because I can't do scents yeah. for laundry. But if it's go to Home Goods, comb the section because yeah. they have everything. And there was one that was like a bergamot. I want to say I don't even know what that like how to describe it. I just remember buying one in December, and it was one of those big circle candles, so you have a lot of burns for that. Because when I'm doing radio from home, it's like a seance around me. I just have candles everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing four-hour shows on weekends. you got to create vibes. Aum. Let the words come to me. Aum. First round draft pick. Aum. (laughs) Exactly. Is that what you're doing? You say bergamot, so it smells like White Castle, or (laughs) what kind of burger are you talking about, pal? No? Man, that would... I actually don't know if I'd hate that, but no. Like, oh my goodness! The, well, the candle thing well, is dumb. It's cliche. I'm sorry, Shay, to like just right. dunk all no, over no, your that's list. Fine. This I don't is what like I wanted. It. This is what we do needed. You want, do you want me just to tell you what women want? Yeah, sure. Okay. The men out there need to know. The lazy asses, the scumbags, they need to know what they should be getting their lady and women. Go ahead. Skin care. No woman will turn down skincare products. They are expensive, and if you are buying the right ones, that's going to set you back a couple hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. So if your Valentine has a place that she goes and gets hydrofacials or Botox or anything to maintain a youthful glow, buy her a gift card to that place. Don't try to pick out the products yourself because you'll get it wrong. Yeah. But it's the thought that, hey, I know that you really like to do this. This is what you get for, this is your relaxation. Whether it's, it doesn't have to be skincare. It could be a massage. Ah. Do those things because that's stuff that, you know, hey. yeah, I don't need the some cut coming through there. Like, that's not what I was getting at there. Go I, I don't and, hear anything. Okay. <laughs> just like your UFOs. I don't hear anything. I, um, Do that. Buy a gift card. I know people say gift cards are impersonal. No, you know that that's something that your Valentine likes to do. And I know we're skewing towards, like, what do women want in this? I'm just, from my perspective, that's the easiest way because then I wouldn't have to go buy it for myself. Mm-hmm. That's When you look at these lists, by the way, they don't show up in terms of what do you get your guy for Valentine's Day. You type Valentine's Day gifts, it's all skewed for women. Perfume? I thought that was one of the most dangerous ideas there is. Again, because you spend a lot of money on it, those things are not refundable once you use them. And what if it's a scent she doesn't like? You got to ask, though. That's the art of communication. But it's a last-minute gift, so it, you would look like a jerk if you're like, "Hey, what do you like to wear?" It's like Valentine's Day is today. I'm smoother than that, though. Well, I mean, how would you approach it? Well, first of all, in, in the art of communication, I'm asking, just on a lark, we were watching television or something, like, "Hey." What's, what perfume do you like? But I'm asking that in, like, October. Yeah, of course. Because I'm filing it away. Because you're smart. Yeah. But then we're talking about for the people who are driving around right now and haven't done anything yet. Wow. So when they when they stop by Spa Derma in <laughs> Lincoln Park <laughs> yeah. to go get the gift card that I just suggested. You're welcome, by the way. Uh-huh. Would love a sponsorship deal with them if uh-huh. they're willing. Uh-huh. Anyways, that's what we're getting at here. The last-minute people. Not the people who are thoughtful and thought about this to be able to get 
your wife what she asked for months in advance. The old CVS and Walgreens kiosk. Yeah, boy. <laughs> get in there quickly. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, people saw, say flowers. If you're going to get flowers today, they're picked over. It's, you're not getting It's worse anything. than Mother's Day. Yeah. Mother's Day is not a day to go to Trader Joe's to get the $9.99 rose bouquet. I've learned that the hard way. Valentine's Day is worse with that. Also, let me just tell you guys just something here, just from an old veteran, like an old an old venerable veteran like me. Please take the tag off. Don't don't show how much you paid for it. Please don't do that. That's the worst. Do people do that? Of course they like just keeping the tag on because you're just rushing the gift in. Hey, I got this for you. Or at least scratch the price oh, off. Oh, $34.99, huh? Well, you really thought about me. No. Take the time while you're in the car. Scratch <laughs> out the tag. Here's a $25 Starbucks <laughs> gift card, honey. I mean, come on. Take, do not have the price on there. Let it be a secret. Let it be a mystery. Don't do that. Don't keep the tag on there. Don't. That's a rookie move. All right, coming up, Courtney's phrase that pays. Also, do you have any more on the list, by the way? There's a few more. Oh, yeah, there's a few more. Okay, let's have Some a few. Some I thought were really absurd, too. Oh, all right, we'll get to that as well as the Cap and J-Hood cut of the day. You're listening to Cap and J-Hood on ESPN 1000, also on 100.3 FM HD2. Cap and J-Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Shay Norling, is there more on that list for Valentine's Day for the last minute Valentine's Day shopper? Absolutely. I got a couple. One of them I think is fantastic. It's something I might do. The other is something I think might be horrible, and I'd love to hear your opinions on it. The first, this is the one I think might be the move. You get cooking classes for both of you to go do together. A series of them, maybe three or four nights. You go out, you take the cooking class, learn to make some meals together. I think anytime you buy an experience that the two of you can both enjoy, yes, that's a win. If it's just for Marge, hey, here's some cooking classes. <laughs> Cook like my ma used to. That would be a bad deal, right? That would be a bad look, would it not? Why do they have to be from the south side? <laughs> East side, <laughs> north side. I, just, I hear that <laughs> accent, <laughs> I'm triggered. Why? I'm here. You triggered with me no. sitting here? Are you triggered? It's all my dad's side of the family. <laughs> I like the experience element. I do think that whether it's, you know, the cooking classes or what else, what's another experience that people could do together? Spa? Yeah, spa's, spa's a good one. I mean, it's, it's, it's it could be any time of the year. Couples I was massage, s- yeah. Yeah, aerobics the, or like the, aerobics. Um, yeah, the, the workout deal. Yeah. Another one I did see. Did you know they have kinky coupon books now? Yes. Yeah. Good evening. So you can get the kinky coupon book for your significant other. She can decide when she wants to trade those in. Or he nice. can try to decide when they want to trade those in. I was thinking of hot air balloon rides as the experience, too. But not right now. Don't do it right now. What's the matter with gonna you? Going to end up getting <laughs> shot down. The, what is it with the hot air balloon, by the way? Now I'm derailed. But the hot I don't get the hot air balloon Valentine's gift. I think, I mean. Who wants to do that? It, well, people pay for those helicopter ride experiences. But that's another. Helicopter ride, you're like in a vehicle. The, the, the weather hot balloon. Hot air balloon, you're in a vessel. Balloon, but you have to make sure your significant other's not afraid of heights. You got to know your person a little bit. Oh well, you would as well with the my helicopter My wife would never thing. go on that. She'd go in a helicopter. She would never go on a hot air balloon. I just I don't get that either. I, it's never been on my radar to do the hot balloon, the air balloon deal. Honey, will you marry me? Oh, I didn't know you were scared of heights. Sorry about that. So is that yes or no, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Please clean up my vomit. 
So yeah. So is there? So to me, just make sure you tear, tear off the tag. And I do like the experience idea because now it gets you involved, guys. Mm. It gets the guy involved in the spot. I like that. How about this? I think this is grounds for divorce. The you know the cameo app. You can get your favorite celebrities to give you a message. Yep. A personalized cameo for Valentine's Day. What if there's somebody that your significant other really, really likes, a celebrity that they want a message from? That would be grounds for divorce? If, if I'm receiving, like, I don't even care who it is. If I'm getting somebody, if your gift to me is somebody else giving me a message, it's really, you didn't do anything. You just spent a lot of money. Courtney Cronin, who would you like to hear from on Cameo? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I did get a Cameo for my birthday once. It was uh, Dan Dockich. It was an inside joke for my friends from Indiana. So that was $20 that they spent for that for me. (laughs) Did that make your birthday? It was wonderful. It made me laugh. That's Um, good. Doc. I like it if you do the ironic cameo, too. Like, you get somebody the person hates, and it's just funny, and it's an inside joke for the friend group. That can be good. Valentine's Day gift? No, thanks. That could be any time, though. On Valentine's Day, I think it's got to be a little special, more special than that. To me, we should get Kappa John Ham cameo for Valentine's Day. Is, is he that on? his favorite actor? It's his, I gotta his look. Least favorite actor. I'm gonna look. We'll get Kappa John Ham cameo. If he's on cameo, I'm all for it. Absolutely, I'll pay for that myself. Twice. Now, time for the Kappa Jude cut of the day, brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Delicious food, great atmosphere, and fun. You've never been Chicago Cut Steakhouse. All right, Jay Moore, what do we have? Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! I know that I, I dropped the ball, the proverbial ball yesterday. <laughs> I'm sorry. And for the record, Courtney, you did not embarrass the network yesterday. You did not. No? Two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. He, he did. <laughs> Shane, go ahead. All right, let's, let's get started <laughs> <laughs> Woman in the booth here in the morning show. And Susan B. Anthony right around the corner. It's Jane Burns' birthday today. <laughs> and that's why we've got Courtney Cronin in for Shot or No Shot. I mean, you didn't embarrass the No, you didn't embarrass the company. I just embarrassed the show. No, he did. <laughs> and that, my friends, is a Cap and J Hood cut of the day. Proudly brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Just sounds more absurd every time we hear it. <laughs> you think? <laughs> it gets worse every time. No, just, hey, hey, listen, I, I want to make sure it's on the record. I'm not offended. I'm just, I'm just perplexed, just gobsmacked that that happened on national television. That's all. I just like, what? Is it really former Mayor Jane Burns' birthday today, Shay? I have no idea. It's just, oh. the, <laughs> it's just the name that popped into my head. Can you imagine it is? She's a woman in charge like Courtney Cronin. And Susan B. Anthony right around the corner. But I digress. Now to the highlights that we've seen 300 times before I came on the air. <laughs> Jane Burns' birthday is in May. <laughs> we thank Happy you. back then. Thank you for listening and calling in a big part of the program here on ESPN 1000. Our thanks to you for calling and twitching. Thank you, Jay Moore. Thank you, Shay. How about we do this again, Courtney? Let's do it tomorrow. Let's do this tomorrow Come at 7 o'clock. Come up with my phrase for Around the Horn. We'll see if you use it. Captain Jay Hood, we'll see you tomorrow at 7. So long, everybody. From Chicago, I'm just saying. <laughs>